BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. You know, Wake Forest ranked 21st in the country, host number five, Clemson, Saturday noon on ABC. And you got a team in the Deacons that have come a long way. I mean, they had an 11-year stretch where they weren't ranked from 08 to 2019. And then last year they went 11-3, and and they got to number 10 in the AP poll. One of the problems is is that uh, they haven't beat Clemson. They're 0-8 under Clawson. They dropped two spots in the AP poll with their barely a one-point win over Liberty, of course, 37-36. to 36. They had all kinds of penalties in that game, 70 yards worth of them. Uh, they just didn't play well at all. That performance didn't look clean, so they dropped in the polls. They reached the ACC title game last year, and – they were ranked for 16 consecutive AP polls. Clawson thought if they didn't get that win over Liberty and they were staring at Clemson and Florida State on the schedule next, then you worry about not becoming nationally relevant again at all. Last year, Clemson didn't make the college football playoff. They didn't win the ACC. Pitt did. Wake keeps getting closer and closer But is Clemson still the supreme being in the conference? And has the distance between the two programs shrunk enough? The Deacons have lost by an average of 38 points the last four years in the series, yet they go into the game Saturday as just seven-point dogs. Clemson's averaging 41 points per but they look so inconsistent. That's why the numbers where it's at going into this game. Their quarterback, DJ, he has certainly improved his completion percentage from 55% last year to 64% this year. He's thrown just one pick in 88 tries over three games. So he's certainly playing better, but he just doesn't look good, does he? On the other side, Hartman has been the man for Wake, and they got an offensive scheme with a bunch of players that have been there, 39 players in their fifth, sixth, or even seventh year. Is that even possible? If you blow off the uh, COVID year in 2020, Wake Forest has the second best overall record of any ACC team going 44-25 and since 2016, and that trails only Clemson. The Tigers in that span went 68 and 7. 
Clawson said they're still the measuring stick, Clemson. They've been the class of the ACC, and our goal is to be the best program in the ACC. And they're a tough out. I'm sure they'll have a very talented, very good team coming in here to Winston-Salem. In the Deacons' first couple of Clawson seasons, 2014 and 15, they beat Vodtech 6-3 in double overtime after a scoreless regulation in his first season. And then they beat BC 3-0 the next year. Wake Forest has certainly gained a lot offensively. They finished fourth nationally in scoring offense last year at 41 per clip. The 37 points against Liberty came with all kinds of bad performances on offense. Against Liberty, uh, the Deacons only had 21 rushing yards, and Hartman threw for 325, three TDs, but he threw two picks. Hartman said, quote, I think we just played a little more sloppy than normal, and I think it starts with me and keeping us out of the second, third, and long. We became one-dimensional, end quote. The Deacons need their receivers, Perry and Green, to step up and have big games. People still love bringing up Hartman's problems with the blood clot. He had surgery August 9th. He missed the opener against VMI. Missing a month hurt him. But Hartman said going through the scare has taught him how precious everything is. But he knows that perspective won't alter any realities on Saturday. He said, quote, I think you kind of forget about it. You got to play. Nobody really cares when you have to get on the field and perform. They're going to have to worry about Clemson. The Tigers have what many believe to be one of the best fronts defensively in college football. And will they wear out the Wake Forest offense? Even Liberty was able to do it. Wake was able to move the ball against Clemson last year in a 48-27 beatdown loss. They had 406 yards. But they turned it over three times, and they gave up 543 yards. You do that, you lose. That's how that works. It should be a good game. Have you seen, like, all these schools that are undefeated? It really is crazy. I want to go down the list. Coastal Carolina is 3-0, and and they certainly have uh, surprise. They got by Buffalo uh, 38-26 last week. They... Average 35 points a game and 6.8 yards per play. Indiana's 3-0. I don't buy them at all. They should have lost to Western Kentucky. I think Duke's been surprising. They're 3-0. They've scored at least 30 points in every game. And Riley Leonard, how about 73% completion rate and averaging 15 yards per completion. I love James Madison. They're 2-0. They mean business. They got quite a test, the Dukes, this week when they go to Boone to take on the tough Appalachian State Mountaineers. You saw them last week with that fat Hail Mary to beat Troy. Rutgers is 3-0. They've been playing tough defense. They rank 21st in scoring defense, 14 points per game, and 14th in success rate allowed, 32%. Honestly, though, their passing game is atrocious. Their passers are a combined 23 for 39 for just 169 yards, no TDs, and a pick in their games. Kansas blows my mind that they're 3-0. and I can't believe what they did against West Virginia and then against Houston. It's crazy.
I keep getting burned by the Jayhawks. I'm not betting against them anymore at all. Tulane is 3-0. and They just got done beating Kansas State 17-10. to Last year they were 2-10. and How in God's name are they 3-0? and Syracuse is 3-0. and What a miracle against Purdue. The last second pass into the corner of the end zone and they beat the Boilermakers 32-29. TCU's 2-0. They had a bye and now they get to play SMU. Have fun with that. Remember, Sonny Dykes is their coach. He used to be the coach at SMU. Now he's at TCU. North Carolina's 3-0. They had a bye, but they keep winning games miraculously, like the 63-61 job against App State. I don't really believe in them. They give up 37 points a game. I love Washington State. They're 3-0. I bet on them every week, and they beat Colorado State easily 38-7 for a sweet cover. Oregon State is 3-0. They beat Montana State big, 68-28, but that's easy pickings. We told you all about Wake. They're 3-0. Big game with Clemson coming up. UCLA's 3-0. They got real lucky to get by South Alabama, 32-31, at an absolutely empty Rose Bowl. Nobody was there for their game. They play Washington at the Rose Bowl in two weeks. How about Florida State? 3-0, a huge win for me and a cover last Friday night when they went to Papa John's and beat Louisville 35-31 in a great game. I thought backup quarterback Tate Rotomaker was awesome against the Cardinals. Maryland's 3-0. They got by SMU in College Park 34-27, but now they got to go play Michigan. Iowa State has looked good. They're 3-0 for their coach Campbell, who Nebraska might want as their next coach. The Cyclones beat Ohio 43-10. They've allowed just 22 gains of double-digit yards in their games and only two gains of 30-plus yards. Arkansas is 3-0. They just came off a 38-27 tough win over Missouri State. Now they play A&M at Jerry's World. Washington's 3-0. They beat Michigan State at Husky Stadium in a great performance, 39-28. They were up by 25 in the fourth quarter against the Spartans. They've looked fantastic for their new coach, Kalen DeBoer. NC State's 3-0. They mean business. They beat Texas Tech 27-14, and they seem to win every game. Minnesota's 3-0 coming off a beatdown of Colorado, 49-7. Now they've got Michigan State on the road and then Purdue at home after that. USC's 3-0 as well. They ripped Fresno State 45-17. Lincoln Riley's first offense at USC averaging 50 points a game and 8 yards of play. It's crazy. Kentucky's 3-0. They spanked Youngstown 31-zip. And of course, they won at Florida. That's all you need to know. Oklahoma State's 3-0. Tough schedule with that. Arkansas, Pine Bluff, 63-7 job they pulled off. Spencer Sanders has been unbelievable. 916 passing yards, 14.8 per pop, and a 10-to-1 TD-to-interception ratio. Then you got Tennessee at 3-0. They beat up on Akron, 63-6. Now they've got Florida. Penn State's 3-0. How about them ripping Auburn, 41-12. Their biggest game is a trip to Ann Arbor on October 15th. That's going to be enormous.
Ole Miss is 3-0. They spanked Georgia Tech 42-zip. We've talked about Clemson. They're unbeaten. So is Oklahoma. How about the job they did to Nebraska in Lincoln 49-14? Michigan scores 50 a week. They're 3-0. Beat UConn 59-zip. Ohio State's 3-0. They beat Toledo 77-21. Of course, Bama's 3-0, and they escaped at Austin against the Longhorns. Then they beat Monroe 63-7. And Georgia's still unbeaten after ripping South Carolina 48-7. Should be another good week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 